Hello and welcome back to RPG Quest. We are currently deep in the midst of a Call of Cthulhu actual play. Uh, my name is Chris. I am your host and humble keeper, but of course the real stars of the show, as always, are our intrepid investigators. Say hello, investigators. Yo. Hello. So, joining us uh, for this scenario, we have uh, Brendan, aka Panda, who's playing ATF officer, retired ATF officer turned uh, turned consultant, Frank Bosco. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> And, uh, of course, um, FBI agent Theo Bloom, part of the uh, the child abduction response team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a, uh, a busy couple of hours for our investigators uh, on the trail of uh, abducted child, um, five-year-old Regina Balfour. You identified one of the uh, kidnappers as uh, former ATF agent George Lewinston, who um, it seems um, caused a distraction by killing himself after throwing Regina into the back of this car, this this Ford Taurus sedan that you've been looking for. And finally, you got a clue through George's own daughter, Nicole, that George's uh, niece and Nicole's cousin, Lindsay Peel, drives a Ford Taurus. Not only that, she and George were quite close and not only that, Lindsay Peel works for Child Protective Services. And you discovered that about two years ago, she tried to um, take, well, and successfully took Regina out of the care of her parents and into the care of the state for at least a few weeks before that case was thrown off. So something, uh, something bigger is going on here and something strange. But, you know, for the moment, your target is uh, Lindsay Peel. And that's where we find our, our investigators, uh, Theo Bloom and your boss, Lucy Bates, driving her uh, black Dodge Charger, the FBI vehicle, followed, of course, by Frank Bosco in his Jeep. All of you flanked by other police officers driving through the rain and the storm. And of course, behind you as well, a SWAT van heading to Lindsay's address, the place where perhaps uh, she has this, this child, Regina, hostage how are you guys feeling at the moment yeah i mean i imagine bosco's all keyed up probably been a while since he's been involved in a raid of course it's finally some adrenaline um <laughs> i think like theo's probably just sitting in the front seat not really saying much but definitely like this whole thing just doesn't seem to really add up so she's sort of yeah i don't think she's got a very good feeling about what they're about to get into. Yeah, of course. Now you are geared up completely, so make sure you have your weapons and everything on your character sheets. The other thing I was going to say as well, of course, you were wearing uh, armor. You were wearing yeah, uh, like a flak jacket. You're wearing basically a flak jacket, exactly. Um, so on your character sheet, there is a little um, section for armor, and you can put down, uh, I believe it's eight points for a bulletproof vest. And basically that means any damage that you take will first be soaked by your uh, by your bulletproof vest. Okay. Now, um, Theodora, part of the FBI uniform as well, you always wear a concealable vest. So you always have an armor value of five, but of course um, it doesn't stack like that. When you put the, the bulletproof vest over, it's just gonna go up to eight. But remember that when you take it off, it's still part of your, uh, your it's this light underlay armor that the FBI agents uh, I don't know if that makes you feel comfortable or not wearing it, but um, it's something that, uh, yeah, that you always wear. Okay. So, yeah, we see this convoy of vehicles driving through Cleveland through the rain and through the storm before you pull up in this suburban area downtown. This is the right address. Lindsay Peel's house is um, largely unremarkable. It's just one story. Looks as though it probably lives alone. And immediately, as you all pull up in the rain, the uh, the local police begin forming a perimeter. Um, as uh, Theo, you and Lindsay, you know, emerge from your vehicle. Frank, you emerge from yours, and emerging out of the uh, the SWAT vehicle, you see this uh, 
this guy kind of looks somewhat like a thumb wearing this heavy jacket, flak jacket. He's got little glasses on, little goatee, shaved head. And he's got the, you know, the chain with the badge dangling on it as he walks out, sort of taps on the side of the van and walks over through the rain to all of you. He's like, I think we need to set up a sniper. I mean, if you feel like that's best, can't hurt. Great. All right. I'm going to send my boys in with you, okay? I mean, I, I think Bosco looks slightly confused for a second. He's like, you're first through the door. You got the SWAT team. We're, we're following up, right? I assume that's how we're going to do this, unless anyone objects. Um, yeah, Theo's going to look to Lucy, like, um, seeing how she's reading this. Because we know that, obviously, like, last time this didn't go so well. Um... And yeah, so she'll just say, look, we have no idea what is behind that door. That's right. Lucy um, says, look, if she is in there, she's got a hostage. And it's quite likely that she's armed. We know that George Lewinston was. Maybe we can just scope this place out first. Nothing about this says to me that she intends to harm that child. But that could change if we kick down the doors. Give me a, uh, give me a persuade, please. Uh, that is a 94 versus 66, which is a failure. The SWAT guy looks at you and says, if you're going to be going in there, you sure as hell going to need backup. I think we should go in first. That or, I mean, y'all going through the front loud we come through the back a little quieter he sort of looks at um lucy and lucy looks at both of you and then back to him and says uh sort of nods just okay we'll sneak around the back you good with that theo <laughs> you got it boss but i'm gonna be saying that looking at lucy she just um gives you like a a, a pat on the back before she draws her her glock i i, I think frank like takes a minute to turn that into a joke. He's like, no, 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 it's Bosco, Bosco. You'll remember eventually. And it starts heading Yeah, probably just, <laughs> <laughs> probably just rolling my eyes as I also draw my weapon. Great. Give me a stealth roll from uh, each of you, please, as you begin to, to form a line and, and move around to the, the side and the back of this house. <laughs> That's a 78 versus 20 fail. <laughs> uh, it's a 63 versus 30 fail from the one. Yeah. As you begin to move sort of up the driveway and around to the side entrance of this house, um, there's no car in the driveway. There's no lights on. But as you make the first steps up the, up the yard and onto the property, there's a garage sensor light that you failed to see, which flicks on, illuminating all of you. Well, if anyone's paying attention, there goes the element of surprise. While this is happening, the SWAT team begin to get into formation and make their way towards the front door. You see they've got a little battering ram as well if they need it. Do you continue around to the back? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You head around the side, past where, you know, the, the, the bins are and through the little the side entrance which leads to the backyard as you head around there is a there is a door facing the back as well again there don't appear to be any lights on um i mean i think bosco like gives a look to theo and it's just like you want to take point or shall i uh yeah look i'll, I'll go up front cool yeah you you move towards this door um the heavy wooden door which leads to the backyard the fly screen door opens, but the wooden door behind it is locked. Hmm. So are we waiting for the for SWAT to break in before we do anything? Uh, I assume we have walkies, right? Like walkie to, or I guess just so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we have walkies, then the minute that you realize the door is locked and ask that question, Frank will just like do two blips on the walkie, you know, as the like signal go. Yeah, you hear back copy and then you hear the breach and then you hear a loud thump and smash of the front door being broken in 
Alright, well, I guess that's our cue. Yeah, whoever's at the door can give me a strength roll, please. No, I feel like this is just going to play into some stereotypes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait! Yeah, I can... All right, so that is, that is 15 versus 40. So that is a hard success. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Love it. We're here for it. <laughs> Amazing. You feel like this rush of adrenaline. How do you uh, approach this door? Oh, look, it's got to it's be, you know, a, a pretty decent kick. Yeah, beautiful. You kick it out and it, bang, flies in, revealing, you know, back kitchen. Again, all the lights are off and you hear the sounds of uh, movement coming from the front door. And you even see just a quick little glimpse of torchlight, as though these uh, SWAT team with their weapons and torches seem to be moving through the other side of the house. Uh, all right, well, I guess I will yell, um, FBI, Miss Peel? You don't hear anything other than the sounds of the, the movement of the SWAT team. So you can hear them going room for room, shouting clear. Yeah, same. Rear engine's clear, whatever room we're in, like sweeping through it. Yeah. Yeah. The kitchen's got a little island that overlooks the lounge room. You walk into that and uh, it's a pretty small house. So in short order, you meet the SWAT team. There's the kitchen, the laundry, the living room at the back. And there seems to be a, a bathroom and a bedroom. And there doesn't appear to be anyone home. Uh, yeah, Theo, I think you were right. This this doesn't feel right. Can we get some lights on in here? The the SWAT guy nods, and uh, both he and Lucy begin turning on lights in the house, allowing you to yeah to start looking around. Um, I think Frank would be before we start actually like tossing the place. I think he would initially focus on that gut feeling that Theo was kind of putting out of like something about this just doesn't quite feel right. So I'm going to try to be observing things like, uh, has anyone been in here recently? Is there a weird smell? Uh, you know, is there any food around anything like that? Not necessarily like deep searching, just the, yeah, just the a cursory glance. How long has it been? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a, um, spot hidden please. Oh, that's an eight versus 60 extreme success. Cool. Um, I'll get to that in a second. What is, uh, Theo, are you doing or looking for anything at the moment? Um, like I, I was probably thinking around the same, like just trying to get get an idea on like whether anyone's been here for a while, whether it looks like they kind of cleared out quickly. So, you know, is there any like food in the fridge? Is there any like evidence that people were here? Yeah, you give, give me a spot hidden as well, please. Uh, that is a 72 versus 60, which is a failure. Yeah, so Theo, you you um, look through the living room and the kitchen. It's hard to say. You open the fridge, there's some, some food and stuff in there. It looks like maybe someone's been here recently, but whether that's, you know, this just this morning or yesterday or what's hard to say. Frank, you move... Um, you know, up the hallway and down into the, the the bedroom area, you see there's like a desk with like a little home office set up, um, and you see there is a uh, a laptop charger on the desk, still plugged in. It's glowing blue, but there's no laptop there. And then as you um yeah sort of move back into the kitchen to regroup with uh, with Theo, as they're standing around, the rest of the SWAT team are just kind of looking around, kicking around. Um, you also notice on the the kitchen counter, um, there is a, a landline phone plugged in and the answering machine light is flashing. Oh, yeah. They immediately play it. Yeah, of course. Um, it says that there are three new messages. They're all from today, Thursday. The first one is, uh, hey there, it's Sarah. Uh, just checking that you're coming in today. Um, is everything okay? All right. Um, well, I'll, I'll see you when I see you. Next message. Same person again. Hey, um, just checking if everything's okay. You know, if you're uh, taking the day off, that's fine. Um, just hope you're well. Just checking in. And then a third message from, uh, in the afternoon. Hey, um, yeah, give me a call when you can. It's, 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 uh, it's Sarah. Um, 
All right. Hope hope everything's okay. Um, speak to you soon. Boss. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. I meant like as in, you know, <laughs> is that? Oh. What we sorry. can assume to be Lindsay's boss. Sounded like it. Well, she might be able to fill us in on the uh, court case from a few years ago as well. Um, as you're saying that, um, the SWAT guy walks back in to the kitchen area as well and says, uh, hey, um, you guys want to come look at this in the garage? Yep, I'll follow. Yeah. Um, and you notice something um, as well with your extreme success, Frank, as you're walking through the, the living room um, towards the, the garage following these guys, there is a mantle with a bunch of trophies on it. They are um, like national level shooting competitions, number of trap shooting awards. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, as you follow through into the garage, there is just in the corner there, there's no car, but there is a, uh, a large gun safe. Uh, I assume it's locked up? Yes, it is. Well, I mean, assume they have the keys on them. Uh, but yeah, let's get this open. I'll, I'm betting we're going to find it empty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there are some tools in the in the garage as well. You can grab like a tire iron if you like and uh, give me a strength test to try and smash this open unless you um, have any locksmith skill or anything like that if you like to approach it differently <laughs> no i've got a one in locksmith and a 10 in mechanical okay. repair so i don't think either of those. um give me give me a strength roll um i'll say with a bonus so you grab this uh this tire iron and try and use it to wedge open the lock <laughs> oh that's a 36 versus 70 success yeah great as you open this thing um you know it's all locked up kept the way they should be um, there's even a little drawer down the bottom where you assume all the, the registration details and stuff are. Um, there is one rifle there, but there is an empty space where other guns would normally be racked up. Um, I mean, since you mentioned that there's a drawer for registration, I, I think that would be first thing. Pull up in the drawer, look to see if we can identify the missing weapon. Like, what is it, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. You pull open the drawer and begin looking through. Um, the rifle is there, but there are two other shotguns registered in Lindsay Peel's name, and they are missing. Well, wherever they are, they are very armed and very capable. So there's that. Surprising it's all legal, though. I mean, with what we know about uh, the family. If her intentions were to harm them or harm the child, probably wouldn't be using a registered weapon. So maybe that's uh, some relief. Maybe. Or maybe like George, she wasn't planning on getting out of this alive. Fair enough. All right. Maybe we should try and find out who this uh, Sarah from work is. Yeah, not a bad idea. Um... Look around the garage for any, like, caustic chemicals. Uh, I think Frank's just wondering if, like, they also burned off their fingerprints today or, so, or something, you know. <laughs> uh, give me a spot hidden, please. That's a nine versus 60. Extreme success. Mm, as you look through, look through the garage and even look through the under the kitchen sink and, and the bathroom and all that for anything along those lines, uh, nothing. Hmm. You do notice, though, in the bathroom medicine cabinet, antidepressant, low van medication. I mean, I don't think uh, Frank is going to think anything of that. Like, they work an incredibly stressful job. <laughs> you know, I think anybody working for child services, you know, would have call to need antidepressants. You can only imagine that's a fucking rough job. Yeah. Um, but we'll, like, take note of it. Um, and then make my way back to uh, to Theo. <sighs> you uh, you got anything? I'm just trying to work out how this makes any sense. I think we need to talk to this Sarah. Try and get a bit of a read on what 
what kind of mental state Lindsay was in last time she spoke, whether anyone's seen her with a child. Um, I'm going to like sort of check, check my watch and be like, we're running out of time. Yeah, it's about 10.45 p.m. now. I mean, I guess that and... Uh, I mean, we know the make and model of her car. Certainly her license is registered. As you said, we're running out of time. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's time to mobilize the, I don't know, the traffic boys, see if any cams, um, like stoplight cams or anything, picked up her tags. Lucy nods. Well, uh, I guess, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's talk to this work associate. Yeah, no problem. The police are putting up crime, t- you know, crime scene tape and everything um, around the around the house as sort of a final sweep done. But unfortunately, nothing in the way of laptops, phone notes, files, or anything like that can be found. Before you leave, one thing that occurs to you, um, rather than trying to go through the CPS database or anything like that to find these people. Um, You can also, if you wish, you realize from the answering machine itself, there was an option, you know, to call this person back. (laughs) Press five. Yeah, look, I think that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I I can make the call. Yeah, give me a luck roll, please. (laughs) Uh, 99 versus 75, which is a failure. Oh, no. Yeah, unfortunately, it rings out. It doesn't tell you on the display what the number actually is, whether it's a mobile or whether it's an office number. It may be that it's an office phone and no one is there currently. Well, surely it can't take that long to cross-check this. I need an address and I'm just going to look to whoever is nearby. Um... Yeah, Lucy Bates says, yeah, we can look into it when we get back to the the office. Well, Bosco, anything else you want to do here? <sighs> no. I mean, kind of hoping we would find more, but it doesn't seem like there's uh, too much to find. Just like George's. Yeah, I mean, obviously the laptop's been taken, as we saw from the charger sitting there. Um, but bookshelf or anything, do they also have the book? Uh, they do not. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's last thought. Well, we know she was uh, probably here yesterday based off that call. You know, today's the first day she's been missing, one can assume, but... Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess back to the office. Starting to get concerned, though. Like you said, clock's ticking. Yeah. Well, if you um, make your way out of Lindsay Peel's house, uh, back to your vehicles and begin driving back to Cleveland PD. Uh, when you arrive at the the police station, you know uh, it's late, but there's still it's still a hive of activity. Um, move in and, and back to the office, the area that you've got set up. Lucy Bates says to you, Theo, that uh, she's going to talk to to Kim about um, getting any detectives or, or getting any manpower they can on looking into the security cams, like the toll booths, the highways, any exits, anything that they can just continue trying to trying to track the route of this this vehicle and see where it may have went. Um, so she's going to get onto that. And uh, she leaves. And um, after that, this uh, plainclothed detective, the one from George Lewinston's house, Franklin, with like a grimace on his face, walks over with a stack of documents. Here you go. And he throws them down on the desk in front of you. What's all this? Uh, this is George's, uh, Lewinson's, uh, financial phone records, all that stuff. We managed to pull. Thank you, Franklin. Yep. And he turns to leave. Before you go, I mean, you pulled it all. Notice any irregularities that we should, you know, there's a lot of paperwork here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, a few things. Uh, if you have a look there, and he sort of opens up the document. Uh, George paid all his bills a few days ago in advance, and then Tuesday withdrew 2000 in cash. Looks like 1000 of that went to the purchase of uh, uh, some kind of prepaid, uh, one of those prepaid debit card things. I uh, don't know what he did with the other 1000 right. Looks like he uh, also bought two 12-gauge shotguns two weeks ago. Some ammunition. Uh, n- nothing like that was recovered from the apartment. He bought two 12-gauge. Yes, sir. Interesting. Mm. Um, man, I would hazard to bet those are the same ones that Lindsay was registered with. Although, who knows? Maybe they're both walking around. Well, George isn't walking around, but maybe they're all walking around with two shotguns. What do you mean? Uh, earlier tonight, we were at uh, Lindsay Peel's residence. For a, for a raid and their gun safe they did have two shotguns registered but none in there it's just a rifle Oof. all any of this says is what we already knew that this is premeditated that they've been planning this and they knew what they were doing yeah true alright well thank you Franklin yep uh, Theo what do you think I, I don't I don't want to sit around this damn precinct and just eat up time like there's gotta we need to beat the streets there's gotta be something we can do there's plenty of cops around here to look through paperwork and do that shit I mean if we can get a hold of uh, that associate of Peels we can always do that on the road but sitting around here twiddling our thumbs I like I know that's it's the job but no, I, I agree we need to get out there. Um, has anyone found the like contact details for Lindsay's associate yet? Uh, not yet, no. They need to, to look into the files and see if they can get all that. Um, unfortunately, they'll need someone to send it through to them, so might take a second. Uh, that's right. I'll just yeah make sure that they know to forward on any details to us. Um, Turning back to Frank, I mean, you seem to know this diner. Is it an all-night affair? Uh, I mean, I'd assume so. I've been a while since I've been there, but uh, yeah. And he, like, keys up um, a couple printouts, one of one of uh, George and one of Lindsay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, good call. Yeah. May as well uh, get out there, ask around, see if anyone's seen him. At least in the last couple days together, or if Lindsay's been through the girl. And, uh, I mean, I guess get a bite. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, so as uh, good a plan as any. So you, uh, I guess, hop in the car. You're going to take separate cars? We're going to pull together. Uh, I think at this point, it's probably worth just pulling together um before i leave though i want to grab that um the bag that has the like odd book in it that we recovered from george's place and take that with us yeah of course yeah the the book of the the church of the passover angel no problem did you want to sort of again skim through it as you're making the drive towards uh, extravaganza yeah, I think if Frank's driving, then then I would certainly be giving it more of a read. Yeah, great. Yeah, you can spend a, a little more time to give it a bit of a read. Give me a, a, another library use roll, please. Sorry, just trying to find it. There we are. All right, that is a 34 versus 45, which is a success. Great, yeah. Um, as you take a closer look, like the first two chapters, uh, like I said, they're reprints of the King James Version of the Bible, but just two books, Genesis and Exodus. But as you're flicking through the chapters, you notice that a clause uh, from Exodus 11.6 is missing. The text simply skips from 11.5 to 11.7. Something is omitted. Uh, look, I feel like that's probably something that exists on the internet these days, so can I just Google that? Yes. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say it out loud. I'll just say it's... Uh, seems to be a reprint of Exodus, except for this one passage. 
11, 6. And I'll just be sort of typing it in search as I go. What? What's that now? It's just one line that is missing that is not in there. And it says this. Uh, there will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than there's ever been or ever will be again. The whole chapter... Um, that is in the book, or the whole chapter of this um, Exodus 11, is uh, about the plague on the first newborn. The chapter itself reads, Now the Lord had said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here, and when he does, he will drive you out completely. Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbours for articles of silver and gold. The Lord made the Egyptians favourably disposed towards the people, and Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. So Moses said, This is what the Lord says, About midnight I will go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die from the firstborn son of Pharaoh, who sits on the throne, to the firstborn son of the female slave who is at her handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. There will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than there has ever been or will ever be again. But among the Israelites, not a dog will bark at any person or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. All these officials of yours will come to me, bowing down before me and saying, go you, all the people who follow you. And after that, I will leave. Then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. The Lord had said to Moses, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you so that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the Israelites go out of his country. This is obviously the chapter about the plagues of Egypt and the death of the firstborn. But the line that they had omitted in this version, in the book of the Passover angel, was the line about it never happening again. Yeah. Well, I mean... Seems to uh, be a pretty normal thing among these kind of groups to cut out the parts you don't like. If the book just states it'll never happen again, that doesn't really fit with their whole uh, their whole message, does it? I mean, I get all that. I just don't know why George and Lindsay would think there's anything to this. If they are just another one of these crazy little cults, why this kid? I mean... Uh, what, were their, what was his name? Uh, Jordan? No, not Jordan. Uh, John Balfour. John. <laughs> well, John Balfour seems to uh, feel fairly persecuted and run out. He has a fixation with it being the government. I would assume that this is his connection of the government being, you know, the pharaoh, the powers that be, and he and his people being Moses. So, as they said, they'll bring down the plague... But who knows? Again, this is just my assumption. Although it does make me wonder if they uh, felt this was going to come to pass, but their own firstborn would be safe. Hard to see how they feel about all that now. Frank, while you're stewing over this, um, you feel your your car, your Jeep run over something. It's small, but you you hit something. Oh, rolls under your tire. Give me a spot hidden as you're driving through the night storm. <laughs> Just casually hit and run something while we're talking about the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it felt small, but it was something nonetheless. You feel like a ba-dum, ba-dum. So you run over something. 34 versus 60. That's a success. You sort of slow down and flick on um, your high beams for a moment to see through the storm. And you see that through the rain, the water that's rushing up through the street gutters, um, you know, uh, as you're driving through, there's aquaplanes, there's dips where there's, you know, the, the, the water level's quite high on the, on the road. Um, you see maybe a dozen, maybe two dozen frogs hopping from one side of the road. Oh, of course. 
out of the storm drains and across. Give me a sanity roll, please. Yeah. Uh, both? Yes, please. 19 versus 40, hard success. Uh, 20 versus 50, hard success. Well, I mean, you tell me what you guys make of uh, seeing these these dozens of frogs hopping out of the storm drains. I mean, I don't think Frank thinks anything of it. There's there's all sorts of places in the U.S. where there's odd migrations of creatures. Um, look again. I think I think uh, Thea is probably pretty incredulous, but just yeah, I'll probably look look over to Frank and say, now again, I'll admit. I don't know my Bible, but this seems familiar. Uh, the, the frogs? Just tell me that this is normal. At this time of year, in this place. Oh, I've t- I have no idea. I'm not a local, but, um, I mean, if you're asking, do I think it's a biblical plague? No, 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 I don't. Now, I mean, if, uh, we suddenly get swarmed by locusts in the next ten minutes, I might change my opinion, but... <sighs> um, is the is the rain itself like unseasonable? Um, give me an education roll. Uh, fifty-one versus seventy, which is success. There wasn't supposed to be rain today, not according to the weather reports. And when did it start? It started like basically when I got the phone call, right? Pretty much. It's been raining non-stop for the last four or five hours, and it wasn't forecast at all. No. Look, again, I think that's it's just it's too far for Theo, so she's just going to keep staring out the window at the frogs and the rain, but not, not going to say anything else because it just sounds absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Certainly does. Um, and in short time, you pull up out the front of this, this late-night diner, uh, extravaganza. Yeah, gather together whatever whatever files I might have tossed in, you know, the very organized filing pile in the back of the car. Um, and head in. Yeah, of course. It's a um, yeah. As you as you rush in, it's a pretty grungy place. Uh, it's pretty quiet at this time of night as well. You know, there are two people sitting up at the at the bar, eating. You know, chicken and waffles, something along those lines. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there just appears to be uh, one staff on you can see, and someone in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, not gonna sit at the at the bar because we might want to discuss things that shouldn't be overheard. Um, but we'll like slide into a booth, not too far from uh, from the counter. Yeah, of course. Um, give me an appearance roll from each of you, please. Ah, uh, thirty-two versus sixty success. Uh, 57 versus 50. Fail. <laughs> um, the server gets out from, from behind the uh, the counter with uh, two menus tucked under his arm, a little cloth in one hand, and walks over, wipes down the table for you and drops the, the plastic menus down. Kind of smiles at you, uh, Theo, and, and looks over at uh, Bosco. Says, uh, yeah, how are we all doing tonight? Uh... Not too badly. Uh, so, are you uh, regular here? Am I regular here? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Sh- yeah. I, uh, pretty much uh, five days a week. Yeah. So you have a pretty good idea of customers who comes and goes. Yeah. Are y'all here for something to eat or? I'm gonna flash flash my badge. Oh. Yeah. He kind of steps back and says, um, oh, uh, yeah, scratches the back of his head and kind of leans in a little bit and says, yeah, what's, uh, what seems to be going on? Uh, we're looking for a woman who may or may not have been in here in the last couple of weeks. I'll, I'll nod to Frank's pile of well, well-filed documents. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll pull out those printouts. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll pull out the printouts of both George and uh, and Lindsay. Um, yeah, he he looks at the photos. Um, that raises an eyebrow and says, "I I ain't never seen her before." But uh, yeah, he taps the photo of George and says, 
Yeah, well, George comes in pretty pretty much every morning for breakfast. Did he come in today? Um, I wasn't on for the breakfast shift, but uh, I assume so. Why, why, why is that? You usually come in alone? Ever see him with anybody? Nah, likes to eat alone. Nice guy. Kind of quiet. Yeah, well, that's George. Uh, chicken and waffles, black coffee. Oh. And, like, look at the other, like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, he fumbles for a moment, pulls out his uh, pad and pen. Uh, I'll have the toast. Sure thing. Um, hey, can I ask what this is about? As I said, we're just trying to find this lady. And what about George? Well, George, uh, George might be involved with this lady that we're trying to find. Seems, seems pretty, uh, certain that he has been meeting with her, which is why we asked you if you'd seen him together. But, I mean, like you said, he normally eats alone, although I'm sure while, uh, while that food's cooking, you might, you might think of a different time you've seen him with somebody or something will come to mind, you know. He says, um, yeah, well, um, do, do you want me to see if he was in this morning, or? I mean, ideally, yeah. I can do that. And, uh, yeah, he'll jut down your order and he says, anything to drink? As he looks at you, Theo. Uh, I'm going to look at my watch again and say, yeah, I guess it'll be a coffee, too. Sure. Dots the little pad and runs over and rips the docket off and passes it to the, slides it over the kitchen pass. And, uh, yeah, comes back, plops some little uh, bottle of water and some glasses on the table. And then uh, you see he goes over to the, the cash register and begins looking through some documents, looking through the little receipts. So why do I get the feeling like this is going to be another dead end? Because you ordered toast. Um, well, I mean, if he has been in here with somebody, then we'll have something to go on. But if nothing else, we, all we can do is keep asking around while we uh, wait to hear if anyone tagged that car. Um, would each of you give me a luck roll, please? Uh, 59 versus 75, success. 21 versus 60, heart success. Amazing. Um, yeah, Sebastian comes over and, and gives you each black coffee, walks back over to the till, begins looking through these, these chit receipts a little more. And then, um, so he prints something off and then walks back over to the table, to the two of you. He says, uh... Yeah, looks like he was in this morning. This was his order. Uh, eggs, over easy, black coffee. Um, funnily enough, he pulls out like a little receipt, debit card receipt. It's just, um, looks like he paid with, uh, well, it's a bit strange. Paid with the uh, a, a brand new uh, debit card. Uh, it's only, I only noticed it because he had to sign his name. It looks like, uh, yeah. The first, uh, first receipt was declined. Second receipt came through. I don't know, maybe he hadn't authorized it yet. I don't, I don't use those things. A prepaid debit card, huh? Hmm, all right. Uh, you get a copy of that receipt. Yeah, sure. And he uh, passes it to you. And you see it's got his signature and they wrote down the, the expiration date and the security code and everything. Um, Cause it looks like it was uh, authorized then and there, so you've got the card number and all those details. And uh, Sebastian's like, I'll go check on your food. And turns to leave the table. Well, that's something. I mean, if he uh, just activated this morning, then certainly he meant to pass it off to somebody. Somebody's probably still using it. Maybe Lindsay. Um, yeah, I think I'd probably be on the phone to the... Uh, back to the police station to get somebody to, to try and run this card. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can pass that off. Absolutely. Make the call. Um, you know, Lucy says, yep. Um, she'll look into it. Uh, any word on the uh, mysterious Sarah? Uh, not yet, I'm afraid. And nothing on the medication front? Not yet. I mean, gosh. Who knows if she's even still in Cleveland? Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll finish up here and, um, I'll let you know where we're going next. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll hang up and just kind of, yeah, shake my head, look over to Frank and say, got nothing so far. Yeah. I mean, everything takes time. 
we just don't have a lot of time. Yeah, your uh, you know your food arrives, toast, side of butter, uh, you know a bunch of spreads left out, and then of course uh, chicken, waffles, eggs. This huge plate gets brought out to Frank Bosco. Oh yeah, he you know dashes on some hot sauce and honey, and then just goes to town. You know, no manners whatsoever. Ravenous leads. You know, I never really could get my head around that. Around what? Chicken and waffles. Have you ever had it? <laughs> Lived here for over 20 years. Yeah. Still don't get it. Well, fair enough. I plan. Yes, <laughs> he's not going to, like, you know, stand for chicken and waffles. He's just going to eat his food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> If only I had an impassioned debate in the, the realm of chicken and waffles. <laughs> As you're um, sitting there eating this meal at this diner, um, each of you can give me a spot hidden. It's a 27 versus 60 hard success. Uh, it's a, another failure with an 85 versus 60. Yeah, some of you sitting there eating in silence, just stewing over what's happened so far. And as you're at this booth um, with the glass window looking out into the street, Frank, you notice out of the corner of your eye a black SUV that's been parked there, just idling. Mm. And you kind of realise that it's been there almost the entire time that you've been in this diner now. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I think the minute he notices that, Frank's... He's not going to dwell on this too long. We're running out of time, so he's going to act. Uh, and he'll, like, discreetly nod towards the window and say, uh, black SUV just out front. Might be watching us. Uh, keep an eye out. But, you know, be discreet. And, like, stand up and, like, stretch like he's going to go to the bathroom. Um, and then go out, try to try to get up to the SUV without them noticing. Mm-hmm. Knock on the window. Probably gun out. Ooh, okay. Badge um, and gun out, I should say. No, you know, not, not just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you, if you realise this thing is watching you, stealthing out's probably not going to be an option. Yeah. So you're just going to move quickly, badge out? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. great. You move to the front door, open, and you see this SUV idling. The light appears to be on. The headlights are on, but dim. Um, the engine's rolling and you lift your shirt up badge out do you draw your weapon as well uh, I think he puts his hand on it yeah he, he he does the whole like unclick the holster ready to pull it out but I'm not walking out like gun pointed at this car <laughs> not that low <laughs> but ready you know yeah gun out as it like ready in hand give me an appearance roll please yeah Perfect. 89 versus 50. That's a fail. (laughs) Yeah, as you begin to move closer, this car engine revs on and it begins to do uh, a pull out very quickly. You turn and drive off. Um, You do, however, with that hard success, catch the license plate. It's Cleveland plates or Ohio plates anyway. Yeah, I, I think he'll kind of like chuckle to himself. Resnap the holster, <laughs> go back inside, <laughs> write down the plates. Why like, you see that? Yeah, we could have got the plates without you going out there. Oh, uh, we could have. I, I mean, I assumed you did. I just thought, you know, maybe I could have a chat with them and get a sight of somebody inside. Unfortunately, I did not. At this point, Theo, your phone vibrates. A message coming through. Uh, yep, I will pull it out. And it's from Lucy. She says, um, have the, uh, a few charges on this prepaid debit card. Uh, first one, Extravaganza Cafe. The second one is at a big box store, the Bed Bath and Beyond. The same store from which, uh, Regina was kidnapped, but earlier that day. Um, so it's quite a large shopping list. And then a third purchase that afternoon uh, for a rental car agency 
in Akron. Uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll read out the the two, like the vendors, like the Bed Bath and Beyond, wasn't it? Um, and the the dealership. Um, what kind of things does it actually does it itemize the kind of things that he bought from the big box store? Uh, yes, she sends an attachment through of um of the receipt itself. It uh, includes things like packaged food, like stuff that wouldn't require things to repair. You see lots of that. Clothes, sized and appropriate for a five-year-old girl, just as child clothes. Um, toiletries, first aid, DVDs, DVD player, uh, snacks, energy drinks, uh, cold medicine, and also a, um, a portable radio scanner. One that's like, you recognize it's the one that's capable of monitoring police fire EMT frequencies. Um, those kinds of things are not illegal in Ohio. <sighs> and then the other purchase is, uh, yeah, a deposit for a, a rental car in Akron. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll show Frank the list. Well, that's good news. That's a lead. I mean, most of these rental cars have, uh, was it LoJack or GPS? I don't have to run plates on that. We can just find it. Yep. Agreed. But look at the rest of this again. Oh, they're planning on holding up. Yeah. I mean, it just circles back to why they wanted the bag. They know the girl needs the medicine. I mean, like you said earlier, they're gonna have to get it somehow. Whether that's through, assuming it is Lindsay, Lindsay's connections with, uh, Child Protective Services, or if they have somebody rob a pharmacy or something. Otherwise, it looks like they're pretty stocked. I think this is the end. Why would Lindsay try and take Regina from the Buffalo's years ago? Why are they stocking up with everything that they need to keep her happy and healthy now? I think she does care about this kid. I think this is our end. Makes sense. We just need to find her. Well, let's keep the DMV busy. Run the plates on that uh, black vehicle that was just outside. Although I have a feeling that's probably the bail fours or somebody connected with them. And let's get the uh, GPS on that car. That is probably where we will leave this episode. The two of you gather your things and put together the short list of your next actions here from Miss Diner late on this Thursday evening and um, we will uh, see what our investigators get up to next time. Alright. Yeah, good stuff. See you then. <laughs>